You are listening to Streaming Consciousness on Open Lines Radio. I almost forgot the name of my own podcast. My name is Mark. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at tincan.telephone. And be sure to follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And uh, that's where that's where most of the, the social media action takes place. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if I, if you are, if you enjoy this, there are other open lines radio podcasts, go to www.openlinesradio.com and uh, you can see everything there. You can get links to, uh, go listen to this. It'll take you right to your favorite podcast app. I'm not sure which podcast app you use, maybe Stitcher, maybe Spotify, maybe iTunes, um, Either way, there's a link to click. It will take you there. And then be sure to subscribe and, um, you know, leave us some stars and comment too. Like you just, the, the more you can, can participate by, by, uh, clicking buttons with your finger, the, 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 the more exposure we get here at open lines radio. And also look, I think you should also be, uh, doing your own podcast and it's really easy. While you're there at openlinesradio.com, uh, go down to the, scroll down to the bottom right and you'll see a link to Podbean. Click that link, sign up. It's unlimited podcasting. You can record right from your phone on the app and have your, and to your podcast. It's so simple. Also, if you would like to join the Open Lines Radio Collective Voice, um, please send a direct message on Instagram to at, at, at Open Lines Radio. And, and uh, let us know that you would like to um, have us broadcast your podcast. It's always um, great to add as many different voices as possible to this one collective voice. Because who wants to just hear one voice all the time? This, this is the world. There are so many voices in the world. Like, how can there be a conversation without other voices? We have to have other voices come through that we agree with and disagree with you have to have both it's it's a balance so add so send them send a message we'll get you on here somehow or another um i think that's about it um this one's kind of uh i don't know enjoy Disowned a few others and me I guess it's because I kind of changed my direction Lord, I guess I went and broke Their family tradition
bear with me here. I'm, I'm all hopped up on coffee and sour diesel. I'm trying to align shit. I'm trying to uh, make sense out of some things. I'm trying to uh, uh, get the brain wrapping around some concepts rather than uh, numbing the brain to not have to deal with the fact that these concepts exist. And I think that's where we're at. I think that's what we need to do. It's time to stop this. It, phase one is coming to its end. With shock and awe. So these, these times we're living in are very uncomfortable. They're very uncomfortable for some of us. A lot of us. Very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable for a lot of us. And for some of us, shit's been really uncomfortable for centuries. So, it's time. It's time that the rest of us feel that. It's time the rest of us feel that discomfort. But I have this comfortable life. Why would I want to give up the comfort? And it's not, don't give, no one's, don't give up your comfortable life. But give up the comfort in your worldview. Because I'm telling you, the shit going on out there, we should be uncomfortable that that shit's happening. What shit you ask? All of it. We should be uncomfortable that all the shit that's happening is happening. Have you, have you ever looked at um, like movies and shit from the 40s? Uh, there's if you go if you have Amazon Prime, you can they have some some uh, collections of commercials and you can go watch these old commercials from the 40s and 50s and people were fucking weird man. There was some weird, perverted, dark shit going on back then, and they didn't have all the filters that we have now to filter it out. They didn't have the the, the distractions to filter it out. So there there was some. There was some heavy shit weighing down on the people <laughs> before technology brought us the, the moving picture, the mass media, the, the television in every house, the phone in every hand. There was some uptight, stiff shit going on. And I remember I was born in the early 70s. And so I was I was the tail end, you know, I was born the year um Vietnam ended. So that like that's right when shit was really getting wild and in, in full technicolor. But I re I I remember like going to my grandparents' house and there being this weird air. This tin it was very tinny. I think that era was very tinny. I don't know how else to describe it. I remember it being kind of weird and, and awkward and, and, and rigid. At the time, I didn't notice anything about it. But when I look back now, when I think back now, it was weird. And you look, I look back at pictures and it's like these weird things we were wearing. Weird hairstyles. The 70s. <laughs> But you can see in the background still the stiffness of the 40s and 50s in 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 my parents and my grandparents. 
So I get I get that there's this this I this this they don't, they don't even know they don't even know what it is that they're clinging to. People who 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 use heritage and um, legacy as their excuse to continue to be shitty people. There's, they don't even realize they're doing it. They don't even realize what it is. They don't even realize that it's this... That's when they were programmed. That's when they were born and programmed and coming up with the... I guess they're the greatest generation where the, the parents of the, the parents of the baby boomers... There was weird shit, man. That's when they were... Those were the people who developed the atomic bomb. They changed everything. They developed the atomic bomb and then they went into com a complete frenzy, terrified of it. The second it was created. I never saw it because they didn't live at that house anymore once I was born, but my grandparents had a, had a bomb shelter. They had a bunker in the backyard. My mom grew up with a bunker in her backyard. That's got to really mess with you. I mean, now we get it. We get it in different things. I have complete fear every time my kids go to school until they're home. Anytime, if I'm home during the day and my kids are in school and I hear a siren drive by because the school is right down the street, I'm nervous. I'm nervous that something happened down there. So we're still, we're still getting it. We're still, we're still being fed fear, being fed things to be afraid of. And some of those things we should fear, but some of those fears are not based in reality. And isn't that really what we're trying to make sense of? Isn't that what every dilemma or any, any mental or personal ethical dilemma you've ever had has been just trying to figure out reality? That's, that's, that's the, that's why we're here, right? We're here to try to figure out real, reality. We spend every second trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. What the fuck is going on? What is this place? What is this thing? What the fuck is life? So it doesn't make any sense to me that we fight. It doesn't make any sense. We're all just trying to figure out what this shit, what this is, right? Why would we be fighting? This is what makes me believe that there are... I don't, know, I, don't, I don't want to get into whether they're reptilian or extraterrestrial or anything like that, but there is an elite that controls things and, and divides us. It keeps us divided. They keep us divided because there's no reason for us to be divided. So things have to be manufactured. War. Wars manufactured to keep us divided. They keep us killing each other. And, it, and, it, and, and a war on anything divides. Even, even let's, let's take, let's keep it current. Let's take the coronavirus. This war on the coronavirus. The coronavirus has waged war on us. Now we must wage war back. And you hear war and immediately there's division. War on drugs, division. War on poverty. Oh, the war on poverty. 
Who's who's fighting that war? Who the, the impoverished people have no allies. And yet those who are working to continue poverty are the ones that are saying they're waging war and they're the ones saying they're going to save us. If someone stands up and says, I'm here to save you, question that motherfucker. It's not there to save you. Any person who says, I'm here to save you. Because just look at, look at, I mean, look at Iraq. The liberation. Yes, I'm sure. It's easy to say we're here to liberate you after you've destroyed all their buildings. Their way of life. We'll we'll get upset about uh, someone vandalizing a, a pawn shop that has been in a in a neighborhood taking advantage of the people of that neighborhood for generations. But we have no problem with the fact that U.S. bombs destroy city after city <laughs> in the Middle East. Still to this day, still happening. Donald Trump's got this distraction going on. There's this sideshow, the circus sideshow freak show going on that we're looking at. Notice how nobody's paying attention to the military right now. Unless they're shooting tear gas into crowds here. But that also keeps us distracted. So I'm not saying that that our attention needs to go to that but at the moment, but be aware that it's happening. Happened with Obama, too. They just keep dropping bombs. So you can see how it happens, though. You can see how it happens. We're, we're, we humans are simple creatures. We just want our simple life. We've been conditioned to want the simple life. We've been conditioned to just want to uh, recreate as much as possible. Isn't that such a weird word to use? Recreation. Recreate. Recreate. Somehow, pulling someone on skis behind you in in a boat on a lake is a recreation of something. And I guess it is if you do the same thing every year for your vacations. Keep recreating things. Why are we recreating? Don't we have enough? Don't we have too much? We already have too much. Why are we recreating this? Like we need what we need to be doing is creating. <laughs> we the only reason you would recreate something is because uh, it's it's no longer functioning. It's it's, it's beyond its uh, usable life. So we recreate it. Keep these laws the same always. The laws that are designed to. We just change the words. You know, we just change the the syntax. The the we we, we 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 find other ways to call people what they really are label them what they really are hostages and trafficked children and there are a lot laws that that uh, benefit those people in power who the people in power who make money by by keeping people impoverished impoverished you know like like 
Like, how else are you going to pay somebody 10 bucks an hour if they literally have no other option? So they, they reduce the options. And then, and then it looks like it looks like we're we're building lives for ourselves. We feel like we're in control, but we're not. There are just so there are only so many options available. If you're poor, and if you're a person of color, fuck it. I can't even imagine. Well, I can though. I can imagine. Is that, isn't, that a, isn't that such a cop-out that, that we get to use? I can't even imagine how that would feel. Well, fucking stop and imagine it for a second. You, you, ha- you can. The, the, the one thing that humans have that cannot be stopped is the imagination. The infinite potential to create with our imaginations. And yet, oh, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. No, just, the reality is you don't want to imagine. You can. You can. You can go there. And if you consider yourself an intuitive, go there. Imagine. Imagine what it's like. There's a reason people are taking to the streets. Imagine what that reason is. Like, put yourself there. Really put yourself there. Why, why do black people have to scream Black Lives Matter? Why do they have to remind us? Why do they have to beg us to see that their lives matter? Why? And then how can you turn around and say, hmm, it matters the same. Nobody's questioning whether your life matters. If you're white, nobody questions whether your life matters. That thing that goes without saying, it does not need to be said. But how fucking sad is it that we live in a world where we have to say Black Lives Matter to remind people. And as soon as you do, there are people who will say, about half of the people who will say, no, they don't. And now imagine, now use your imagination to imagine being born into a world where half of the population thinks you don't matter. Well, be vocal about it. If you if you posted a, a a meme, if a meme went viral that said "White Lives Matter," yeah, there would be some outrage, and there would be the the sanctimonious white people who would, um, who who there then you would see them go well, all lives, you know, the all lives matter crew would come out. There's a few, but not is not in the same force, not even. There are a lot of white people who have written in the comment of something on social media, they have taken the time to, to type out with their little finger on their phone, all lives matter, in the comment section of somebody's social media post that says black lives matter. And if it said white lives matter, how many white people do you think would stop and take the time to type out with their little fucking fingers in the comment section, all lives matter? Maybe a uh, hundredth? So come on, like you, you can see, you can imagine, use your imagination, go there, go to what it feels like to live as a person 
that is being told you don't matter. Not because of anything that you did. Not because of some stupid mistake you made or, or some choice where you, de you decided to not matter. But just because. Just because you were born right where you were born. You don't matter. And now imagine yourself in that position, in that place, dealt those cards, and imagine yourself doing nothing about it. Imagine yourself doing nothing about it. You can, come on, man. We're, we're, we're screaming at the manager because they put onions on our burger. We won't tolerate it. And you're going to tell me that under different circumstances, you born into a different body, you wouldn't be outraged at the way you're being treated? Come on. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. Use your imagination for once. Imagine it. The next time you catch yourself saying, I can't imagine, stop yourself and say, and say, yes, I can. I'm imagining it. Holy shit, man. But it's, it's ingrained. It's ingrained. It's not entirely our faults. It's not entirely our faults that we, our fault that we are the way we are. But here's the thing. If you consider yourself a woke person, if you, if you've ever, if you, if you, Consider yourself aware and awoke. There was a there was a a, a big uh, spiritual metaphysical awakening where a lot of people in the past five or six years have decided to ascend and 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 be woke. And then shit got hard. And where they, they where did they go? Where did they go? Where are you now? Why aren't you outraged? You got comfortable again. You had a, a, a spiritual awakening is uncomfortable. Coming to Jesus when you don't believe in Jesus, a coming to Christ moment is painful. It's painful. It's painful to level up. And you go through it and you start seeing things and you're noticing synchronicities and, and, and you can, and, and you're, and you're, you're channeling and you're in touch with source and it, it's comfortable. You're, you're wearing yoga pants and teaching courses on whatever. <laughs> I don't know, man, there's so many courses. But now, now it's time to go up even more, another level up. It's time to get uncomfortable again. It's time to imagine. You, let's talk about the, the law of attraction. Let's talk about that shit. All right? Imagine it and then make it so. Manifest fucking some justice into reality. Not just through bullshit. Let's do it. Do some work. You see all the people marching in the streets. They're doing the work. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go march out in the streets. But you still need to do the work. And doing the work means 
imagining what it's like to get to that point, imagining what it's like to get to a point where you will pick up a brick and throw it at, at a cop and take yourself there and start to understand the challenges and the pure hell that people, your neighbors, your family, your fellow human beings go through the atrocities that people face while you're sitting in your car, getting your Starbucks, getting upset because they spelled your name wrong on the cup. Like it fucking matters. That's what you're upset about. You're upset about waiting 10 minutes for a fucking fake egg sandwich on preservative filled bread. Have a meltdown over it. But you won't Put yourself in a position of hopelessness. It's great. It's great if you have your hopes and dreams, but there is a whole segment of humanity that is hopeless. And no, no amount of motivational speakers is going to change it. Remember, remember when, when, you were going through your spiritual awakening. It usually started with what uh, some call the dark night of the soul. Remember that? Remember going through that? Do you remember that point in your life where you just wanted your family to see you for who you were? You didn't want to tiptoe around. You didn't want to pretend to be the person that they wanted you to be anymore. You wanted them to see you. And it was really tough. It was really tough because you were spiritual and not religious. And your religious family didn't accept that. But then... In order to uh, combat the the rise of the metaphysical spiritual movement, um, the way the way that got neutered was uh, it just became mainstream. It became uh, okay, and suddenly your religious family was accepting you as not being religious and instead being spiritual. And in fact, they were coming around to your way of thinking, and they were suddenly. Two years after you were, after they mocked you, saying the same things you were saying. And you're furious, kind of, because it's like, man, you know the hell I went through? Well, you guys mocked me, and now you're right there. Okay, well, here we go. Here's, here's phase two. You got them, you got them to spirituality. Now it's time to have some heavier talks. It's time to, it's time to go through that, that, uh, discomfort again where your family disowns you because of the things that you think <laughs> because because your of your love of humanity it's crazy the way family will disown you for love of humanity but they will and you have to be ready for it and then they're going to come around with with their love of humanity in a couple of years so here here's where you start we start by getting people to imagine what it's like you don't have to be you don't have to Confront your confront your family and and come up with solutions. There are people on the job. There are people working on solutions. But the job now is to get people who don't believe they're racist to realize they're racist, <laughs> and without and and that's a fucking hard thing to do. That is a hard thing to do to get someone who doesn't think they're racist to realize that they're racist. <laughs> so so there, we we got our work cut out for us. We've got a lot of work to do 
to get the racists who don't believe they're racist to realize they're racist so they can stop being racist. And that's the second part. Once they realize they're racist, they still have to stop doing this racist shit. They have to stop being racist once they realize they're racist. And that's, that's, the, that's down the road. we got to get them to realize it first. And that's how the first thing we need to do is get people to Im imagine what it's like. They always say it takes no, you have to know, know somebody or it has to happen to you or someone you know before you realize something, something heavy that you've been denying. But once it's like, it's like with, with AIDS, it was all a big joke until someone you knew died. Then suddenly you wore the AIDS ribbon and were walking. So, but we can do that. We can do that ourselves. We can we can we can understand what's happening by imagining it happening happening to us. And there's there's all this talk of of white privilege. And and I do think we need to change the words because white privilege doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad. Oh, you're just privileged. There's your white privilege speaking. And you, oh, thank you. Why, yes, I am privileged. That's not what it is. It's not privilege. It's disgusting. It's your white disgustingness coming out. Your white disgustingness is showing. Start saying that instead of white privilege. Start saying white disgustingness. <laughs> That'll start some conversations. That'll get you kicked out of some Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> so what, man? Why would you want to um, sit around Thanksgiving dinner with a bunch of uh, white disgust? So, so it's it's going to take a a, a a a meltdown of the system. And I can, I, I can only, I've got, my fingers are crossed that I'm, that, I don't know, there's, there's too much power in power right now. It's going to take some, like, this is going to be long game. It, it's been long game. It's taken a long time of awareness for change to begin. I don't even really think it's begun yet. It's still all just bullshit. It's, it's, it's white disgusting appeasing look what we did back to back to normal right it's, it's gonna take more time but there's hope my white disgustingness sees hope because there are it, it's the youth and and i don't know when you're listening to this but w when i'm recording it it is uh, the day before father's day tomorrow's father's day and I just want to say Happy Father's Day to every father who believes they did a good enough job to learn from their kids. At some point, the teacher has to become the student again. The teacher can't always be the teacher without learning anything new. And in fact, I would submit the teacher is just teaching what the teacher is told to teach. Most of the time. I mean, there's shit like, like how, how is it now? It's taken till 2020 for 
anybody to even know what Juneteenth is, and still most people don't. That was the first real, the first time it really made at least a, a blip on the radar. Why isn't that taught? In, why isn't that in history books? Why do we? Why are we? Have we not learned in school how truly shitty it was? Why aren't? Why? Are, why isn't the atrociousness being taught? Why are we protecting dead white people? Those people aren't alive anymore. Why are we protecting them? It doesn't make any sense. The whitewash of history, protecting dead white men. Th this is the problem. This is the problem why adults are having a hard time imagining what it's like because we weren't taught that. Even the movies don't re don't depict shit. Don't depict anything accurate. A walk in the park on movies compared to what really happened. We, we, we just weren't taught that. So you can understand white disgustingness. You can understand it. But the youth is starting to learn this stuff. Information is coming out. This, this, this tool that they use to distract us is being used against them to put out information. And the youth are starting to see. The youth, are start, the youth, are under, the youth understand what it was like. The youth can imagine and they're not having it. And now, you as the teacher need to realize you haven't been, you've been giving bad information. Not bad information, you haven't been giving all the information. If you're a parent, you don't, you know. You're just, just doing the best you can, man. But you're not always right, as a parent, you're not always right. And our kids are, you're smarter than your parents, you're way smarter than your parents. Why wouldn't your kids be smarter than you? Why wouldn't at some point you start looking at them and saying, "All right, I'm gonna learn from you now." When you were when you were growing up, you always thought you had all the answers. <laughs> Maybe you were right. Maybe you were right. From the mouths of babes, right? Isn't that what they say? The children know. The children know, man. But, but. They're still children. There's, there's, there's a, a little bit of a gap here before they come to a place where they can... It's starting. The first wave is, is hitting. But there's some old fucking disgusting power in place right now. On all sides. On all sides. There's, there's nothing good about what's going on right now with the people in power. Nobody's, nobody's doing any good as far as government, the government. And we've set ourselves up. We've allowed it to happen. We've, as, as humans, I say we, the collective we, have decided to let these people in power dictate the rules of the game, and that means government. That means law. When you hear... The, the law and order, law and order, the law and order president. What does that mean? Who makes the law? Who makes the laws that are being enforced? Who was taken into consideration when those laws were being made? Laws are these, just these arbitrary things that we as a people 
have decided to decided to because if you don't it's not necessarily that we were like okay we'll go along with this it's just it's like oh okay, yeah i guess i'll go along with it because if i don't i'm going to jail if i don't i'm getting shot in the back so when you hear people say they should just stop breaking the law they don't want to get shot by cops they should stop breaking the law well the fucking laws are geared to ensure that they break the law this, this is what we're talking about. This is the shit that needs to be undone. This is the shit we keep recreating with different names. This is why there's, there can't, like, reform doesn't, that's reform, it doesn't, reform, reform doesn't work. Form. Abolish and form. Dissolve and form. Not reform. But if it, if, if it was working, it wouldn't have fallen apart. Wouldn't need to be reformed. Look at these words they use. Reform. That's why defund the police isn't about taking the police off the street. It's about taking this current ver, stopping this current version, dissolving the current version, so a new version can be formed. You think you think that going to that human resources showing up with a DVD and showing some cops some videos on tolerance is going to change things. That's reforming. Oh, man. It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. But it needs, it's, of course it is. If you're an intuitive, if you fancy yourself as intuitive, you should have seen this coming. This has been happening for a long time. It's just we've been comfortable. And now we're not comfortable. There's all this shaking up that's happened. There's this the quarantine, this this pandemic that's already forced us into fear and now black lives are marching through the streets <laughs> to beg to matter and you know what gets focused on the broken window so i don't know there's, there's i mean it's clear like like that that's not going to change overnight that mentality is not going to change overnight it's going to it's going to but it's going to take some work it's going to take us woke people to continue talking to those who aren't I've already lost some family over this. <laughs> and and I don't know. We I actually think we kind of think the same things, but it's just that that ingrained racism. They don't realize they're racists. And so it's going to take some work. And sometimes it's going to sometimes what that means is uh cutting yourself off from them. Look, I, I'm, I realize we're family, but it's the same thing as, as the Confederate flag. Gotta cut, like, there are people that, are, that fight for the Confederate flag saying it's their heritage. Fuck, no, man. Get rid of that thing. Just, like, get rid of your Confederate family. <laughs> you know? But, but you have to continue to lead by example. That's the thing. You have to continue to be the kindest 
ethical, most ethical person who's always fighting for the rights of humanity so that they can see that they're the disgusting white people. Their white disgusting is showing. But you got to let them be shitty people. And the only way that they can be, they can see themselves as being labeled shitty people is if you no longer, if you cut ties with them and say, look, man, I don't talk to shitty people. Why would you talk to a shitty person? They'll come back around or, or they won't, man. But continue to lead, continue to lead that life where you're, you're fighting for the whole, the collective. That's, that's the Christ. That's Christ's fight. Not the, not Jesus's fight. It's the Christ. We're fighting. We're fighting. We're fighting for the good of the collective. But daddy doesn't like that. That's why you have to separate Christ consciousness from the man. Because the man, well, he gave in to the man. Where we got to pick up that sword and keep up that fight. And peacefully convert through our actions. Right? Am I right? Am I close? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I love you all. Somewhere in Germany, but I can't place it Man, I hate this part of Texas Close my eyes, fantasize Three clicks and I'm home When I get back, I'll lay around Then I'll get up and lay back down Romanticize a quiet life There's no place like my room You had to go I know, I know, I know Like a wave that crashed and melted on the shore Not even the burnouts are out here anymore And you had to go
Slaughterhouse. 